Good morning. You're listening to My Rapids Real Estate Show on AM 1320 WFHR, your weekly radio show focusing on real estate, the market, and everything related to housing in central Wisconsin. Welcome back. I'm Ben. And I'm Carrie Nikolai. And you are an agent with Codal Banker Seward Realtors, but hold on, I am your licensed assistant. And my husband. And we're here in Wisconsin Rapids, Wisconsin. So this has been super fun for, for us to be able to take the show and really talk about what makes Wisconsin Rapids and the surrounding areas so great. And so we've had a couple of guests on and we're talking about our neighborhoods and the important people who are in it and the really fun things that you get to do when you move to the Rapids area. And food is a huge part of our culture here, just like it is everywhere. So in the studio with us, we have some native Wisconsin Rapidites. And we do. Chef Tom, you, you've taken quite a stroll around a culinary adventure. So I'm going to ask you, what are you doing now? What, you know, kind of like, why are you here in the first place? That's going to be a big question. But we but, also brought the wife along too. And so we Sarah's do have with Sarah with us too, because this is, we're, we're going to talk, we're going to call this as the hot food duel, because this is like with us, it's a family affair with them. It's a family affair. This mm-hmm. is, yep. you're here to support your spouse as they're going off and they're doing these big things. And it's the support network that is, gets created. So, so, Tom, welcome to the show. Sarah, welcome. Thank Hi. you. Glad to be here. Now, how can people get a hold of you? I know you've got a, a pretty substantial social media presence. Yep. You can get a hold of us, obviously, on Facebook. We're huge on that. Um, but you can also call us anytime at 715-302-8409 or at the Elks Lodge at 715-423-1930. And what are you doing at the Elks Lodge? What we are doing is Deary's Food Works at the Elks Lodge. Which it, is really great. I mean, you've, okay, we're, so we're going to back up just a little bit. Yep. Ben's jumping in. But so your culinary experience started way back in Minnesota. Way back, even before Minnesota. Oh, even before Minnesota. So my first culinary experience, I was a biscuit boy at Hardee's back in the day here in Wisconsin Rapids. Ooh. My uh, first job in high school was uh, making biscuits on the weekends. Nice. Yep. And I started that when I was about 17 years old. Yep. Okay. And then you went to culinary school up in Minnesota. Yep. Actually, I kind of ventured around, you know, found my way. And then I went to the Mead first, one of our, one of my many tours of duty there. Uh, Everyone has to make a stop at the Mead. Yeah. So then that kind of with what was going on there at the time with a lot of the education and things that were there with store. And so. Um, it kind of gave me a path as far as what I wanted to do culinarily. I moved to Wausau for a bit, worked for a couple other chefs up there, and then finally made my way to Minnesota to culinary school at Le Cordon Bleu. Okay. Yep. So nice name, big name. Everybody knows Cordon Bleu. Yep. So it's been fun. You and I worked together at the Mead for yep. a little while. For a little while. Yep. So that was, that was really fun. And then you went over to Layla's. Yep. Actually, I was out at Wisconsin River Golf Club for about five years. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And uh, problem with working in golf, I love working in golf. Always, always did. Um, Wisconsin River was great. I was there for five years. But in the off season, I get antsy and I can't just sit home. Can't sit still. No. It's just not how I work. Um, so Layla's was one of my off season adventures. Um, so for one of the off seasons, I went to Layla's and helped her out. Yeah, it was really great. And they're still continuing a lot of the stuff that you started over there. It's really great to kind of see what Layla has been doing with her food program, even after you left. And still the the pictures and the food still looks amazing. Yes. And she's done a fantastic job with everything she's been doing over there. Her staff is awesome. And it was a great place. Um, Really enjoy seeing that she's still going and going strong. Yep. Which is really good. And then you got married at some point. Yep. Somewhere in there. Well, right when I was out at the river, I think that was our second year, first year out there, we got married. Yeah, I think it. Yeah, I think it was our second year that we were out there. All the years start to blend together. They They do. do. They really do. We got married when we still lived in town here. Oh, yeah, we did when we lived on 20th. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So So then you, the the Elks Club, I mean, that was an, an awesome opportunity to do. 
Yeah, we had actually moved away for a little while. We were, we had some things go on in our lives as far as like uh, family stuff. She had a cousin that passed away and got a little homesick. So we tried moving up to Merrill. We tried that out. It wasn't for us. So as soon as our lease was up, we decided to come back and I started working at Bullseye and mm-hmm. Bullseye was fantastic being there. Loved it. Um, and, you know, this year, especially with COVID-19, it affected golf drastically. Rounds of golf were great this year, up 30 to 40% across the board, golf industry-wide. Awesome year for rounds played. Not an awesome year for food and beverage. Um, no, no. And so our plan when I got hired on at Bullseye was to be there. It was going to be our first year that we were open year-round. That was our intent. That was our goal. That was everything we talked about, but... Clearly this year presented some challenges with that. We lost a lot of uh, banquet business due to just not being able to do the big gatherings. A lot of people had a lot of fear and just didn't want to be out. So um, I ended up getting laid off for the winter as, you know, as usual in the golf field. It just kind of is what it is around here. It's part of what you accept when you work in that business. Um, so I was like, all right, well, what can I do? So I started looking around and Mark Hart, my holiday wholesale rep, had kind of been saying, you know, since Joel and Julie retired, the Elks really haven't had a caterer in there full time. Chatterbox has been doing their bingos and things like that for them, but they really, you really should look at this opportunity. And I was like, well, I'm looking at a couple places that I could possibly work for the winter or, you know, fully intended on returning to Bullseye was what my plan was. Um, so I talked to Perkins a little bit about possibly going there. I was like, well, I, I don't know. That's really not my style of right. what I've done. I've usually worked for independent places, but it's been a hard year. There just weren't the jobs out there for it. And uh, honestly, the Elks Logs just kind of fell into our laps at the right time. It was uh, October, November. We basically organized everything in four weeks and that's what you were saying that that was like super yeah. quick and just managed to, you know, get everything, get all the ducks in the row yep. and nobody turned into a squirrel. Yeah, exactly. Everything worked out perfectly. I, I don't know if it could happen that way again, but it was just, okay, we need to get this. And Joel and Julie Flewellen, who were J2 catering, were absolutely fantastic in helping us get up and running and giving us guidance as far as what they did when they started J2 and got them to uh, where they were at. They were doing tremendous business by the time they were done there after their five year stint. It was, uh, they had two food trucks. They had the mini golf over here, White Mm -hmm. Sands. They had quite a good following and um, they did a fantastic job. So taking cues from what they did, plus having almost 25 years of restaurant experience to boot. Um, They just started it off not really having any real restaurant experience. They just did it and jumped right in and they're go-getters. And it was uh, fantastic seeing what they did. And they've been, they've been great to work with and given us some great guidance along the way. Now, one of, I think this is probably my favorite thing that you guys do over at the Elks. Uh Uh-huh. You guys have this great item that happens every single Sunday. Yep. And it's called brunch with benefits. Yes. Which is kind of fun to say because no one ever really puts anything out there, you know, <laughs> something with benefits. You know, this is brunch with benefits. And the first time I, I saw this, I'm like, okay, what is Tom really trying to do over yep. there? But then as I continue to look a little bit deeper into some of your Facebook posts, you guys just recently adopted cocoa, coconut. Yep. Yep. And so coconut came from a humane society. Yep. And the benefit part was to help out that humane society that you were working with that you were able to adopt your cat through. Yes. So our brunch with benefits has a second part to it. So can you explain our our benefit part? Yes. The the part that the benefits come in is um, you'll see a lot of our events, anything that I throw on with benefits, basically... the charter of our lodge there. Um, it's a typical social club. So you have to pay to be a member. And in order for us to allow the public to come in, we have to be doing some sort of charity work. So if you see any of the things like the Elks will do, typically when they're not doing the Lenten fish fries, they'll have, uh, 
uh, like 10% that they kick back to one of their charities or something. So along that lines of when we started, I wanted to do something that we could give back right away to the community. And, you know, a lot of groups, like there's some great groups around here. Mm-hmm. There's the Y, there's the Boys and Girls Club. They get a lot of support, the Humane Society. They get a lot of support. Um, so what we want to do is something that was near and dear to us as, you know, the owners of Theory's Food Works. We wanted it to be something that was important to us. So every month we pick a different charity to donate to. So Which this is, is great. Yes. And it's been about 10% of our proceeds, just like the Elks are doing with their bar, we're doing with our uh, food. We'll do 10% to a certain charity. Like the first month, it was Feline Canine Friends of Westfield, where we adopted Coconut from. Um, if you've seen his story, he came from a pretty bad hoarding situation. Um, they did a lot of work with him. They eyedropper fed him for two weeks. Oh, wow. He had some skin tears from the back of his neck all the way to his shoulder blade. The heart, the, the pictures of him were heartbreaking. I saw the, the before pictures before you guys adopted him. And then, you know... His whole entire story. He's kind of fun to follow on Facebook. I almost think he needs like his own little Facebook page. He actually, we do a, a part of the thing that we did with the brunch with benefits was we did give them their check. And on the day we gave them their check, they're like, would you like us to, would you like to make coconut our sponsor animal for the year? Like for PR purposes. And I'm like, you know, for his story and all the stuff they did for him. I'm like, yeah, absolutely. Any way that he can be used to help you guys further you know, funds, food for the shelter, um, help with the fixes in who does a lot of their spaying and neutering, any of that stuff. I said, absolutely use him for whatever you need to let us know what you need, basically. Yeah. And he's the most perfect animal for it because he's such, he's considering where he came from. He's just so amazing. Like he loves everyone. Like he's not, you would never guess he came from where he came from. He's very outgoing. He's very yeah. friendly. He wants to see everybody when they come in. He's yeah. he's not shy at all. And he's, no. it's, it's amazing to see how this little destitute animal that actually when the sheriff found this thing, he looked at him. And this we found out when we were on the day we gave him the check. Uh, Lynn had said he walked right up to it. He pointed at Coconut and was like, you're not going to take this one, are you? Because he's not going to make it. Why would you put the effort in on it? And now, you know, that little guy has come so far. Mm-hmm. Um, big old puffball now. <laughs> he is. He's a great big puffball. He's adorable. It's always so much fun to see the the pictures. I mean, we're we're huge cat fans. We've got our son's ca- cat. We got the fox. The fox. And I, uh, I like watching the fox. <laughs> I see a lot of the fox pictures. It is. It's always really, you know, you let your children name your your pets and you they come up with some really great names. We had a dog named Dip and we had the other cat we had. He, My son named it Pockets. So for he was too young to to say the full word. So he kept calling it Pat. So for a while, we had Pot and Dip at the house, nice. which was enough to do the whole entire, what's going on? We're like, no, we really had to work with our son to actually say the full pockets, pockets instead of just yep. end it instead with of just pot. pot. Yep. We got Pot. <laughs> so it was a great little calico cat. So, but yeah, it was really fun. Um, so yeah, that was, those are our little kitty cats. Yep. And he's got three other little brothers, uh, well, older brothers. Uh, Weiner, who's the oldest, he's 20 and still going. If I had a child, he would be it. He's literally been <laughs> everywhere with me through, you know, good, bad, ugly, and anything in between. And yeah, he still loves her more for some reason. I don't get it. Then there's our other one, her first little pet of her own, uh, Ollie, and he lives up to every bit of his name. He's an orange ginger cat. Oh, nice. Also adorable, but you'll never see him because he doesn't come out for people. He comes out for me her and my sister who feeds them when we're gone. It's amazing. You bring out the treats and all of a sudden the cat shows up. Oh, yeah. even for the treats, he won't show up. It's just for if there's really? other people in the house, he's, he's under the bed. And, and you don't see him for out. a good half hour after everyone leaves. And we almost got just, the, the fox trained where you open up any plastic bag where it sounds like it's a treat. She'll like wake up from a dead sleep and like run to like the treat spot and sit there and stare at you. And we're like, no, this is lettuce. Oh. And she's no, like, no, is, treat. Arlo's and like that. Arlo's like that. He's our, he's our, he's my baby. He's like, I picked him out and it was just like, yeah. You almost left him there. Yeah. I actually got back. him from the aquarium when they were over in the mall. Okay. That's way back in the day. 
Yeah, so I went in there one day, and I was just looking around, and I saw them, and they had kittens, and they sporadically did back then. So I was like, all right, I'm going to, you know, look at the kitten. And this little, the one cat out of all of them that was in there, this one little kitten that finally would come up and was like rubbing on the thing and bumping on me. And I'm like, okay. I walked out. I got halfway down by where Silvio's was because I think I parked by JCPenney. I'm like, I can't leave him there. I went back and I've had him ever since. And that's been six years. And he's another fun cat. He plays was... fetch. He does. He He's our, he's almost like a dog. Yeah. Yeah. I was working yeah. that day and I got a text message with a picture of him. He needs a name. I'm like, are you, are you serious? Like. Yeah. <laughs> Those are always like the fun pictures of yeah, yeah. guess what I brought home today. Yeah. Yep. You know, here's a cute little kitty cat. That I would never, I, I would never today. get mad if you brought it. Brought a cat home. I Never. keep wanting to bring home ducks, but I got told that no ducks. Well, a- after the rabbit incident, we kind of, you know, keep everything else out of the house. Yeah. She, because she rabbits had, are not supposed to be in walls. Well, the, you know, random baby rabbits that you find in the flower beds, mm-hmm. they need to stay outside. We Although brought them in. It, it was it was cute. Yes. And then it kind of got stuck in the wall. And so we had to try to figure out a way to properly take apart the wall. To get the little baby bunny out of the wall. <laughs> there, there was an opening in one of the trim pieces uh-huh. and it got um, scared and scampered Scurried into and found right the, on into it. The found one little littlest hole one that it could hole. get into. Yeah, we yeah. tried tried everything and yeah, it didn't go over well because we had we had two of them. We caught the first one and then the second one kind of got into the wall and we now have a list of animals we are not allowed to bring in the home. Ducks, bunnies, and chickens are Ducks, on that list. Ducks, bunnies, and chickens stay outside. Yes. But really, home, you know, it's a great place to have animals. And it is. You know, your pet becomes part of your family. Mm-hmm. So it's great. So what do you think is going to be next for you? What we're looking at next is we're getting ready for festival season. And as COVID land has kind of started to, you know, progress and hopefully come to an end, uh, we've actually been getting some inquiries about weddings. Um, we've been getting some inquiries about bigger events again, so that's been good. We booked a couple of weddings this last week. Um, so, so Sarah, do you take care of setting those up? What is um, your, your role in this duo here? I do a lot of the behind the scenes stuff. So like the financial stuff and like, um, scheduling, scheduling staff and staffing. all that kind of stuff. Um, we do a lot of it together. Yeah. Um, like the wedding bookings and stuff, you know, we we figure that out together and yep. We try and sit in together and do that stuff. Do so you do like the tastings too? So that way they can come in, taste the food and go, okay, yeah, I want the ab- chicken and the salmon. Absolutely. You know, we kind of let them get an idea of what they want. I have a whole banquet menu out, but what it comes down to is basically um, every event's going to be different. You know that yep. um, from all your years of doing it. So I basically ask them what they're looking for, what kind of price point they're looking at and what exactly they want, you know, um, and make it work whatever, whatever, if we can make it work, um, for whatever budget they're working with. Um, okay. so, you know, just if they, they want to do a wedding tasting afterwards, yeah, fine. We're, we're good with that, but it's the main thing is to be able to work with them. Um, but then in addition, we're kind of getting ready for, uh, summer season now. Because as we get into summer, we'll be doing lunch by the river and the grand affair and things okay. like that, um, as well as the farmer's market. Um, we definitely plan on participating in that on Saturdays, at least um, throughout the summer. And that's always really good. So you have like a really cool idea for the yeah. the farmer's market. Are are you willing to share just a little bit, a little bit of a sneak yeah, peek? Yeah, of, a little bit of a sneak what are we? What are we? When I come to the farmer's work on Saturday, what should I be expecting? You should be expecting just as when you come to Deary's Food Works that there'll be something different, fun and unique every time. Um, I don't want our food to be boring. I don't want it to be the typical, sadly, rapids food, you know, where you'd go and it's one good thing or they have several good things, but it's always the same. I want us to be different from day one. Um, so part of being different is we are bringing down a catering rig that we're buying. Okay. Um, it has a setup that has a grill, a flat top, fryers, everything right on it. Um, so with that, we are basically going to go shopping at the farmer's market. Ooh, we love shopping. Pick out our ingredients from the farmer's market, whether it be Lowland Bison or the seafood vendor they have down there. 
um, any of the various booths to pick up some local produce. And we are going to make a small item or small menu right down there with things that we buy at the farmer's market. So going back to the old fashioned from farm farm to table. table. Yes. Which is really great. So then after afterwards, so I come to your booth, you make me this awesome meal. Are you then going to put up the recipes of, Hey, this is what we had. We went and we, we use this, this, and this. I mean, I know, I know cooking is not like an exact science. It's more or less you cook by feel and you know, that sort of thing. So it's not gonna be like, Oh, okay. A tablespoon of salt, but it's going to be. I'll give the general guidelines as far as what I did, what I used in there and kind of, you know, the best time to write a recipe is when you're actually doing it, because that's the only time you're really going to be thinking on that. Otherwise, to recreate it in your mind afterwards, you're like, how much of this did I use? Oh, did I put this in? So basically, as I go, I'll just kind of, you know, write it down. Maybe we'll do some uh, video and some demos because that'll be fun. Yeah. Um, well, I know like from from cooking, my kids love my Alfredo sauce and they always want to know how to make it. And yep. I'm like a little bit of dab of this, a little bit of that. And then when it looks about like this, this is when you want to add yep. this next ingredient. This. And then, you know, you whisk it some more. He's like, so how much? I'm like, it's a feel. It's, yeah, it is. It definitely is. And that that's part of, you know, like the years we've put in, we got that skill set that I, she gets mad because she is very much a measure everything. And Only I'm like. with baking. And I'm like, I just. Oh, yeah. I just Same go. thing with Ben. <laughs> you know, it, here's the recipe. I'm going to follow it. And then there's me going the, and here are the nine cookbooks I can use. I'm going to blend all nine of them into this one recipe and we're going to yeah. go with it. And then for me, it's just a lot of, okay, I've got this ingredient, this ingredient, this ingredient. I can make this out of it. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's the fun part. And that's really where. Well, and that's where you get to stand out. Yeah. And that's like the really cool part about being in the culinary world is you can have those creative standout dishes that you are really well known for that it'd be hard to make the recipe to share it, but people are going to come to you because it's like, okay, well, Tom's cooking tonight. I'm in. I don't have to worry about if, is this going to taste good? We just know, yes, this is going to be nummy. Yes. And then to a big focus on what we're doing is I want it to be local. I want it to be Wisconsin product. It, it's hard to say, okay, I'm going to be Wisconsin product, but a lot of the things I've featured already are things that are made locally. Uh, Chef Joe Thomas from Sand Valley, he mm-hmm. has a product that he makes called Black Umami Garlic that he sells. It's a aged um, process on the garlic. Basically, it's slow cooked um, at very low temperature. It's exact. It's a it's a great process because I wanted to know more about it. And I was like, well, what is this? Is it just like a roasted garlic or what? And it's not. It's a whole process that goes into this. It's about three months, four months, sometimes six months before his batches are done. And it's like the most sweet, coolest thing you've ever done. He's worked with a few other things around here, like tapped syrups out of Stevens Point. Okay. Um, they actually have a black umami garlic infused syrup that I've bought from them. That it sounds uh, yummy. Okay, I'm getting hungry now. That's available at uh, Family umami. Natural Foods on West Grand there. Um, and uh, Patriot Microgreens, another company that's local, um, right out of Pittsville. All my microgreens kind of are coming from him right now. I've only been using him for about a month. Um, Family Natural Foods also kind of turned me on to him. Okay. And uh, he's been doing a fantastic blend of different greens and you know microgreens a lot of people just think it's fluff or frou-frou on a plate but actually they're all little herbs that do particular things um and uh they grow a couple that are just really really unique that no one else has in the area that's that's fantastic i used uh corn shoots that he's been growing no one else has those and he was like you're not going to believe this it tastes like popcorn. So I look at these little shoots and I'm like, oh, they look all right. Bite down, you get towards the bottom of the stem and it hits you with this just like perfect, like you just bit into sweet corn. It's just fantastic. That flavor that just subtly mm-hmm. comes out. So accenting my dishes, especially on Cajun night that I did um, a couple times now, uh, I threw that in with my Cajun popcorn, which is just uh, breaded uh, crudded tail pieces and serve that with remoulade and a few of those. So it actually had that flavor of the popcorn and the shrimp, which is really neat. Yeah. And garlic, sna- garlic snake or snake garlic. I always mess the, the two of them up, but those are kind of fun to play with because yeah. it's, 
you can, once it get you steam it just a little bit, I mean, you can tie it in knots. I mean, you can make it part of the garnish yep. and it is really tasty. Yeah, it is. It's fantastic. So, so those little items that people maybe don't see or um, understand that maybe, yeah, it's uh, it looks like a little frou-frou, but they actually do something. Mm-hmm. Um, so are you going to try to continue this from, from the, from the farm to the table in the fall, if this all works out, are you looking at doing something with some of these vendors to yes, definitely to to continue this this idea on, so that way you can have this. Let's keep it local, yes, buy as much as possible to support our, our economy here. Definitely, I'd prefer to buy from local people. Um, I use the small company. I use Holiday Wholesale out of the Dells for my primary distributor. I also have a major distributor, Reinhardt Food Service, out of uh, Shano. Um, Primarily, if I'm looking at products, I'm looking at, okay, where did it come from? My pizza crusts are made here in Wisconsin. Um, my, uh, my French fries, all are produced by McCain's. Mm-hmm. Usually right here in town, um, we, go, we get some potatoes from Oak Ray for the Elks Lodge right now. Or, and we try and get as much stuff local as we possibly can. Cranberries, obviously Ocean Spray or... Uh, any of the other ones around here, um, those we we definitely want local. Well, gosh, uh, I, I'd hope you'd be able to find some cranberries around this part of the I don't know where we'd find any. There's barely any bogs around here or anything. <laughs> <laughs> we can hook you up with a few people. Yeah. yeah. We know some people. Yeah. Yeah, I remember they used to drop off like a five-gallon bucket at Baker Street every year. And we'd get one or two of them, and then it'd be, oh, okay, now we have two of them. How much cranberry can I actually use? But oh, you can use a lot. I mean, I cranberries are, cranberry. yeah, you can use cranberries in just about everything. And then, too, part of what I like is uh, I do get nostalgic about things that we don't have anymore in Rapids. You know? I'm hoping you're going to mention wine dinners. Oh, definitely. Wine dinners are definitely going to be a thing. We have the facility there at the Elks. If people haven't been there, um, the Elks Lodge is not down by the river anymore. It's been on the west side for about 10 years. And if you haven't been into the building since it was the brig or whatever else it was back in the day, um, basically they have a four, almost 400 seat banquet hall in there. It is quite large. It is quite large and impressive. The bar area is very nice, very inviting, very friendly. It's all on one level. So seniors, it's very accommodating to them to come in. They don't have to worry about taking the stairs or an elevator or getting Mm -hmm. stuck or walking. Um, They've been doing a lot more for veterans charities as well. Nice. Um, They are the new home of Heroes Cafe. Excellent. So that is another thing that we're very proud to help support, even if I go in and I don't sell breakfast on the morning. The main thing is that I'm there to support them if they would want that option. Yes. And then um, us, we also join the Chamber of Commerce and we want to, you know, do as best we can by all of that as well. And there's so many options with opportunities too with the Chamber. And I know they were really helpful and very, very much there for the two of you when you first started. Very much. Angel was fantastic. We all know she was wonderful when we worked with her at the Mead back in the day. And yep. she's one of my favorite people in the industry. She does anything for her friends. And I can't thank her enough for all the things and guidance yeah. she's given us in getting this started and uh, pointing us in the right direction as far as what to go with and what to use. Everything from marketing to uh, where to get business loans, where to do this, and just direction on what we should do. So it's been great. That's good. Okay. So Sarah, I want to put you a little bit in the spotlight because you've been kind of quiet. We will let Tom, you know, <laughs> talk food. I'll sure. talk forever. I know. And, and yeah. food is something that you definitely can talk like forever on. And I'm the complete opposite. <laughs> so we're going to try to get you to talk a little bit. Sure. That's fine. So someone, one thing that I do know about you is that you are a fabulous artist. Thank you. Yes, so I you am. you do a lot of painting. You do, do you do sculptures? I don't do any sculptures. I did in high school a little bit. Um, wasn't really my thing. I didn't really stick with it. Plus, it's a lot of work. You know, you have to get a kiln. You have to get a pottery wheel or, you know, however you do it. Um, But right now, I specialize mostly in digital art, which is basically I paint. I have an iPad and I have a program on there that I use and I just paint on there. I have, you know, the Apple Pencil. Okay. And that's how I do my work. I still do some traditional work. My studio actually froze over the winter, so I wasn't able to get out there. But everything's fine, you know. Nothing damaged or anything. But so is I, that oil painting that you do a lot? 
I I just started oil painting last year. Um, I do like it. I have a lot to learn from it. Um, my dad did a lot of oil painting, and I yeah, remember him too. keeping his his paints in our deep chest in the basement. So we'd go downstairs try to grab something, and it's dad's paints. So yeah. I, that's why you know I'm like, okay, oil painting. I oil paints. I know they can be frozen, but not sure how long. I don't really think anything really froze. Okay. Um, it was just really cold. Out okay. There. Basically, my studio is on our front porch. So, and there was no heat out there. So, okay. um, I did end up bringing the paints in when we had that really cold spell. Um, so I think that might've saved it a little bit. Um, now do you have any of your art displayed? I do not. Except okay. for my house. <laughs> my house is an art gallery right now. Well, that's like the best place to put it. Yeah. Is in yeah your I home. love, I love hanging my stuff. Um, I'm not, you know, I haven't really looked into where to go to get my art hung up. Um, I know that there's, I think it's a new cultural center. Yep. The cultural center. I was going to say, if you have not been in touch with Carol Davis over at the cultural center, we definitely need to get you hooked up with her. Yeah. I mean, I would love that. Um, I've, I've been wanting to go in there and just haven't had time between everything. Um, Because I know that they have the kiln there. They've got a couple pottery wheels yet, too. So, I mean, if you did want to get into the sculpture. I I would love to try a pottery wheel. I've never used a pottery wheel and I've always wanted to try. It looks kind of fun. It does. I think it's more difficult than it looks, though. For sure. Yeah, <laughs> but they do have some classes over there because I know that they were just they were they just released some of the classes that they were going to be doing, and I know that pottery was one of them. Yeah. So if you do want to try that, you should get a hold of the yeah. I the think that would center. be really cool if I was able to do that. Mm-hmm. And to the Alexander House too, they also have a lot of paintings that they have on display too. Mm-hmm. Sounds like we're going to have a pottery night coming up. I think so. I'm game. Yeah. All right. So with the Elks Club with with Tom, so what is you already did? You already said that you do a lot of the bookkeeping. Mm-hmm. Do you do any cooking? Are you the one who makes all the lovely cupcakes? We both do. Okay, um, I make them when I have time. If I don't have time, then he makes them. Um, we kind of work together to come up with flavors. I usually like shoot ideas out there, and he'll be like, "Yeah, yeah, that'll work." Oh, that sounds really good. You know, um, one of our most popular, I think, is our chocolate mint. Definitely chocolate. We've mint. been having to do that. Every week, I think. Every time we make it, it sells out. So, yeah. And then it's some different variation. Like today, getting ready for St. Patrick's Day, I made a bunch of different ones. I made a black and tan one. I made an nice. Irish cream and chocolate mint one. I did a Irish car bomb flavored one. And, uh, and then we had some ba- extra Bailey's batter left. So I'm like, all right, we're going to do a Bailey's and mint. So, um, usually we'll bounce the ideas off each other. Like, yeah, I want to do this one. And she's like, Ooh, that sounds good. Or, uh, whatever. But mostly, especially with the frostings and stuff and her artistic flair, I just want to get it in and get it done. I'm, I'm about, let's go, let's get this yeah. done. I and like she's more, more the one that'll take the time and make the frostings and then do the artsy part of it. And it, it, it looked, they look fantastic. So Ben's going to be bringing it up because this is his favorite time of year. So he gets. So his birthday is the first part of April mm-hmm. and I love St. Patty's day. He loves whiskey and I always make him this whiskey cake. It oh, takes yes. a bottle oh, yes. of Jack Daniels to make. Nice. Wow. So it's a nice, good chocolate Guinness cake, uh-huh. which then you reduce down your whiskey. Ooh. And then the cake is soaked in whiskey. That sounds like my Yeah. So cake. it's a whiskey syrup <laughs> that it's soaked in. It's got a cherry la- cherry layer yet too, oh. which has got more whiskey in it. And then we make a cream filling situation uh-huh. and that's got whiskey in it. And then you layer this. I mean, it turns out like into a truffle almost. Oh, and it's just nice. layers of just yummy deliciousness. The house smells like whiskey for a whole entire <laughs> week afterwards. I think you just gave him a new idea. Yeah. So you're welcome. <laughs> we're we're going to have to try this. <laughs> yes. This is, this is like really good, but it's going to be like one of those things where you need to have the patience to do it. Uh huh. But so you, have you have the patience. <laughs> this is like on a scale, like on our normal scale, this is yeah. like a two. This is like a two for yeah. us, but like the for, average person's like, Oh my God. It's like a level 15. <laughs> so yeah. this is not something that, this yeah. is this is going to be like right up your guys' alley. Yeah. This, 
more up my alley. She'll be like, oh, you can make all this stuff. And then you know, I'll be like, all right, yeah, you put I'm it together. I'm not good with like technical <laughs> stuff. So like I, I leave that to So him. usually I make all the pastry creams and the zabonniers and all that mm-hmm, stuff. Yeah. When I do my tiramisu and stuff like that, I make my own custard, um, all that type of stuff. Sometimes if I'm feeling ambitious, I'll make my own lady fingers, but usually I don't measure anything, which irks her, but it, I'm like, it works out. I know what I'm doing. I've made them a few thousand times. So yep, as long as it works out and you know where it needs to be when it looks right and yep. goes quite well. Baking is a chemistry experiment. It really is. Mm-hmm. You, you do. You got this and that, and it's exactly this and exactly that. And it gives you the end result that it says it should. Mm-hmm. In my family, I'm pretty much the only one that can reproduce grandma's baking products because I follow her recipes exactly with the same products she used. If it says half pound of lard, you use a half pound of lard. Yep. You know, not something else to substitute. No. And it, it's, there's also, we found out a couple of times, it's, it's the love that goes into the making of the food. You've got to yes, be in, absolutely. if your head isn't in the right space to do it, if you're feeling, you know, down or depressed or off, the food kind of gets the different. Oh, yeah. It doesn't get the same, you know, like you said, love that it should. And that has to be the focus in anything food related. You know, you don't just want to be doing food just because you're doing food. It's always been one of those things of you have to love it. You have to put the effort in and it it takes a lot of effort sometimes, mm-hmm. but it's worth it. Even if it's only going to last about five seconds before someone eats it, but. You know, that's part of the game too. And as closing gifts, we always make cookies. Mm-hmm. Well, Christmas time is more or less the time that we do it. So it turns out that I make roughly about 56 dozen cookies, oh, wow. <laughs> wow. which is like for me an afternoon. And, you know, it's, it's just a Saturday of baking. It's like, okay, I'm going into the kitchen and I'm going to make, you know, 15 dozen of this and 15 of this. And next thing I know, I'm like, oh, we're halfway done. And everyone's like, oh my gosh, you're doing what? I'm like, yeah, we're doing four different types of cookies and we're just going to crank them all out. And yeah. next thing you know, on the, uh, you know, by Sunday morning, I'm like, yep. And they're all packaged and ready to go. Did you just get in the zone and you go? I mean, it's funny because, you know, we're used to that pace where you're just going and you're always using your time to do something else where her sometimes she'll be making her frosting. And I'm like, come on already. Isn't it done yet? And she's like, really? And I'm like, oh, I forget that I'm used to doing like 90 things at once and she's just learning and catching up to that speed so but it's it, nice it takes have, time right it's nice to have that reminder because where we are in our cooking level and getting someone new and it's always that nice reminder of i started off at that same thing yep. and you know what i need to be kind i need to be gracious and really teach the next generation because a lot of this can be taught on the job yep. we can teach a lot of things on the job There are some things that's really great that you do go to school for, Mm -hmm. but culinary, I mean, it's, you can learn everything on the job and just have a great experience as long as you're working with those people who are going to take the time and guide you and guide you and take that deep breath and go, okay, (laughs) I can do this today. We can take this and we can take it at snail's pace because that's what's needed. So that way we don't lose a good person. Even though it's Friday night, fish fry and the restaurant's completely packed and there's a waiting line all the way across the street. Yep. Yep. First, first night on the job. Perfect. Perfect. That's the best time to win, to learn. I remember my first time at, this is, I worked at a bunch of, you know, mom and pop places before that Hardee's. And then I worked at a little restaurant in the Shopko Plaza mall uh, for a lot of years. TJ's that was there that became Olympic too, eventually. And um, anyway, I had, done factory work for a couple years and then got back to the restaurant business. So I worked at Country Kitchen for about a month doing the overnight buffet back in the day. Mm-hmm. And then I got the call from the Mead. Now the Mead, it was like a totally different world. Mom and pop place, you don't know nothing. Okay, drop this egg, do this, drop these pancakes. You walk in, chef asks you to go do this and I need you to cut a batonier. I need you to cut a julienne of this. And I'm looking at like, what is that? But beyond that, First couple of weeks there, that was back when Sora was around and consolidated. So it was a different level of food. So first week they stick me out on the omelet station. I had never cooked an omelet in front of people in my life or, or the, or the waffles out there, you know, they, mm-hmm. we'd always did waffles, but they were usually done ahead and we just warmed them up. 
where at the mead, we were out there with the waffle iron and, you know, first one off the bat, of course I didn't spray it. <laughs> and then you end up learning a real valuable lesson about why you spray the waffle iron every day. And I really think that was their theory on their new people coming into the kitchen because I was the same exact way, yep. you know, really didn't, you know, I cooked at home, but coming in, it's like, okay, well, I want you to do this, this, and this. And on Sunday you're doing omelets and you're going to be doing this. And I'm like, um, excuse me. Yep. But it was, it must've been like their, their theory, but it was a lot of fun. Yep. And you learn real fast, whether you're going to sink or swim or if you have what it takes. And then, uh, definitely with the characters we had back then. And actually it's funny because most of those characters I started off in 2000 with ended up being the guys that we all kind of ascended to where we were at the end, where mm-hmm. I made it to executive sous chef. Jeremy and Mike both were food and beverage director and executive chef. And I remember us starting off in 2000 as these little line cooks. Yep. So it's kind of, it come it came full circle and that was kind of fun. Yeah. And it's really great even still meeting, you know, I still run into them yep. and it is still great to kind of talk shop with them. And they're like, I think you're the only person who would actually would volunteer to do the omelet station. Yeah. Like the only person I'm like, it was so much fun. Yeah. Oh, I'd I'm like, it was, it was a, it was fun. It was entertaining. I mean, you definitely were doing something. It wasn't like you're standing around waiting for something to empty out yeah. to refill. You were just constantly doing something where it worked with the personality of, you know what? I can talk to the person who's standing in front of me. Yep. And still be cooking at the same time. Well, it develops a skill that I think a lot of people forget when they either, you know, how cooks are. They don't want to be seen. They don't want to go out there. But if you're going to go to the next level, you have to learn how to interact with people. Yep. And really, if you're going to take that next step beyond just being a line cook, being a chef, being a restaurateur, you need to understand that everything works together. Service works with food. Food works with service. You can have great food and bad service. You're not coming back. You can have terrible service and great food and they're not coming back. It all matters. It all needs to be together and it all needs to be one. Mm -hmm. All right. So this month for brunch with benefits, as we're wrapping up here. So brunch with benefits this month. So who's our beneficiary for this month? Our beneficiary for this month is the LHS family and consumer education. Uh, and uh, Pro Start program. Excellent. Um, close, near, and dear to our hearts. Mm-hmm. Culinary. Um, it's basically the high school equivalent of, uh, you know, culinary school. They, uh, they kind of start doing their teen cuisine and things like that, learning their knife skills, uh, doing some competitions. Mm-hmm. And a couple of the girls actually um, that had volunteered, because the girls are coming in and helping us um, doing some busing and clearing of tables. And I encourage them to get out and talk to people, tell them a little bit about the program, um, what they're doing. Um, The last weekend that we had the high school girls in, uh, a couple of them had just competed and were waiting on the results. Well, both of the girls that were there made it to state. Excellent. So they were very happy to tell me that this weekend. And then um, also the area middle school, Rapids Area Middle School, um, last week, their students came in that are in the program as well. And, uh, they were talking a little bit about their, um, experiences and their competitions that they did virtually this year. Um, so, uh, that was another great thing. And a few of them also advanced to state. So. Excellent. We got a lot of some great potential. Yes. Coming up here. Yes. It's a very good, uh, program. Definitely. Definitely enjoy seeing the kids coming in and working out. And we had our best brunch with benefits yet. This last Sunday, we were able to raise $40 on Sunday for the program. Excellent. So that was awesome. All right. Well, definitely we're going to be stopping out. Excellent. And going to have some some waffles and bacon. I I don't know. And cupcakes. I'm just hungry right now. <laughs> I know. We're going to get Tom that recipe for our, our Guinness oh, cake that Guinness cake. we're going to yes, do. So great. we're going to share that with, with Tom. So that way he has an opportunity to to enjoy some yummy, delicious. Watch for some wow. real amazing cupcakes. <laughs> yes. Yep. Definitely. All right. Well, thanks, Tom and Sarah, for thank coming you. and joining us. Well, thank you for having us. We All appreciate right. it. And check you guys out on Facebook. Yes. Check us out on Facebook, uh, Deary's Food Works, D-E-R-R-I-E apostrophe S, Food Works, one word. Um, 
and we're on there. Um, and it gives you links to our entire menu, our website, and, uh, a lot of fun pictures and things that we're doing. I basically am on a Facebook live just about every day, if not multiple, um, and kind of give updates on what we're doing, what our specials are, if we're doing some fun things, um, all of that type of stuff. Well, excellent. And we look forward to the, uh, the summertime with lunch by the river and, you know, down at the farmer's market too. Yeah. Very excited to be doing that. Yeah. All right. Excellent. Thanks guys. Thank you. Thank you. That was certainly great having Tom and Sarah on talking about, you know, food in central Wisconsin. And I know it's a special place in your heart as well. It does. It it holds a very special place in my heart. I am really looking forward to finding out what they're going to be doing. I'm excited about the wine dinners that they're going to be looking at doing. We used to do them all the time over at the Hotel Mead, and they were always a joy to cook for. So even if I come and I get to sit in the audience and just enjoy the food. I mean, it's always a great night to have a wine dinner done. I'm also looking forward to lunch by the river and also the farmer's market, just having that, that whole entire concept of from farm to table is really unique because you never know what you're going to get every single week. There's a difference of you sit down, you order your food, it comes in, you can plan it out. But sitting at the farmer's market, there are so many options. To cook. I mean, I, I don't want to liken it to fast food, but you you in this day and age, you can get every single produce item every time of year. Yes. It'll have to be imported from somewhere else in, in the country or in the world, but you, you can, you want fresh fruit, you can get it 12 months out of the year. That is true. But yeah, having things that are, are locally grown, and I think our bodies are naturally more used to that as well, where we're supposed to be eating things that are produced at a certain time of year. You know, um, harvest time is right before winter. So, right. So we'll get all the, the starchiness, you know, the potatoes and all that other stuff to carry us through the winter time. And then when summer comes, you know, we're more into fruits and, and more lighter things. Yes. And, you know, just having, having that food demo down in, down by the river, and doing things like that really opens up that opportunity to talk with the community about what you're doing, why you went to school, what's the difference between the on-the-job versus in, in going to school and getting the education that way. So it's really great because then you, can, you get that, that community sense because then they start to look forward to you coming down. We used to do this all the time up in Stevens Point when they had their Mm -hmm. farmer's market up in Stevens Point. We'd always do a little chef's demo there of doing here. Here are the five things that we grabbed off the the tables. We made you like a small little salad. We gave the food away for free. It was just us as chefs just going in and just enjoying being creative and then giving back to the community. And creativity, that passion that comes with with food can be so exciting as well. It can be. That way it's not just the same old menu that you've had, but, you know, what can we do next? Right. And, you know, looking further down the road, we've got every single Sunday over at the Elks Club with the brunch with benefits. It is fun to say brunch with benefits. And so it's always great to see that he is picking different, I don't want to say charity event or charities, but different groups that really need to have a focus or a spotlight put on them and just giving back to that group of people. So I'm really, really proud of Tom, of everything that he has accomplished. He was awesome to work with back in the day, and he's still awesome as it stands now. And with this being the, uh, the week of St. Patrick's Day, having all those St. Patrick's Day and Irish foods that he's bringing out. I honestly exciting. get to say I totally picked out over at the Elks Club. So I went there for lunch and it was going to be a day, St. Patty's Day. I spent pretty much the whole entire day on the office. So had lunch with, with Tom, grabbed a couple items to go. So that way I could continue my St. Patty's Day eating. So I got to just kind of like grace through, for the whole entire day of different foods that Tom made that day. So, I mean, it was really fun 
just to kind of eat all day long and go, this is good. I am glad I did this. See, and that's, that really connects the food and the passion and, and the love. And when you can use a cultural event, you know, celebrating an Irish heritage with the Irish cuisine and it's, yeah, it just makes for a great week. And especially um, this week being so active with our new listings, that was a little bit of a respite that you can, you know, take relief and enjoy the food and then get right back to the work. Right. I mean, I could graze all day long and still continue to work. And yeah, I didn't get to cook the the corned beef this year. I mean, I always look forward to doing that, but it was just great to be able to have someone who did it and did it extremely well. And this was stuff that he brined himself. So, I mean, that wasn't brought in pre-brined like we're used to. He actually brined it himself and it was just fabulous. I just really enjoyed grazing all day long and it was great. Definitely going to do it again on those long days in the office. So where did you go for coffee this week? So this week I ended up back at Out of the Box okay. Coffee Shop because we got a little bit of a late start on Monday morning and I was super hungry and I didn't want to cook for myself. And so I did the, well, if I take the proper and correct roads, I can not do a direct line to the office. So I did that really big half circle and ended up at Out of the Box. Because their cinnamon rolls are super, super huge. I mean, they're gigantic. The softball? I think they're bigger. I mean, there was like no space in the in the to-go box. I believe it's a four-by-four to-go box. There was like no space in it whatsoever. You couldn't even stick your fingers in the four corners to pull it out. It is just, they're big. Those are the best kind. They are. With the uh, creamy frosting on it. They did. So then I also had their, I want to say it was their cookie dough. Or cookie batter, coffee, which was quite good. I did enjoy that. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So I've been kind of going through, I think the week before or the last time I was there, I did the turtle. Okay. So it wasn't too bad. Chocolate and caramel. Yep. Caramel. A little bit more caramel than what I really wanted. But again, first time having it. So it was good to kind of see what it tastes like. So I know. They're quickly becoming one of your uh, new favorites. I know. So I'm going to have to start circle back around. I mean, you can stop off at Dunkin'. I mean, the little munchkins, they're super great. I mean, they're just small enough to pop in your mouth and continue going. The the munchkin donut holes? Yes. Yeah. Except for I get the powdered sugar covered ones. And the powdered sugar when you're wearing black pants gets everywhere. So usually not the best thing to be eating and driving and heading to a meeting to find out that you now have powdered sugar all over your pants. Well, that'll be okay. Yep. So talking about meetings, listing meetings, lots of listings, lots of houses going on the market. That'll lead us into hour number two. So everybody go ahead, stick around. We're going to be back here after the break and talk more about the market and some more activities that are going on here in central Wisconsin. If you have questions or want to send comments, go ahead, send us an email, myrapidsradio at gmail.com. We'll be right back. 